the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And I think this is Super Bowl week. I think this is going to be the big week for those AFC championship. Pittsburgh Steelers, my hat's off to this team, especially Alan Fanica, who goes out there and talks about epilepsy. And here we go to Seattle. And do I hear music out there somewhere? We are all in Pittsburgh mania right here in this city of Pittsburgh. But to all of my listeners throughout the world, please remember that number 66 speaks about his epilepsy ongoing, and I hope you will be hearing about that when you watch the Super Bowl. And that's what it's all about, is making a difference in the lives of people, whatever way you can do it. And it is my honor today to have a tremendous and great civil rights leader and friend on our show, Doris Carson Williams, who, as far as I'm concerned, is a champion making a difference in the lives of all people with ability. She is also the president and CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania, my friend and a friend to all people with ability. Doris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. And, Doris, here you are on the show today, and at the same time, we are all, you know, happy about the Steelers going to the Super Bowl, but very sad in this country that today we lost a great civil rights leader, Coretta Scott King, who did pass away today and who is now seeing Martin and, you know, with him today, but truly a great loss to this country and... You know, my sympathy goes to all of not only her family and friends, but to every civil rights leader in this country. Well, she was a great lady, and she was very dignified and poised at all times and really carried the banner well after her husband passed away. Um, she she went to, to see him, and so um, she had fulfilled her mission, and she'll be sorely missed by us here. Yes, yes. 
We will miss her. We will miss her. And I'm sure her family will carry this on, but then there are just some leaders who just, you know, as you said, carried it on in such a dignified way, but hard to replace her, that's for sure. But as I said, my sympathy goes out to her family, friends, and to every civil rights leader in this country. Doris, you have quite a background. You have, for those listening to the show that do not know this, Doris has years of experience in the computer field, in information technology, and in working with leading businesses such as the Carnegie Museum. So my question, and just so all of our listeners will know a little bit more about you, Doris, how did you first get involved with the African American Chamber of Commerce? I, I actually, Joyce, believe that um, all of my past experiences in corporate America and my background was all done to prepare me for the job that I'm doing now. I got involved really through a um, uh, just a fly-by-night meeting I had with the chairman at that time, Robert Agbaday, and I was actually interviewing him for something else. And at the end of the, the conversation, he said, you're just the person we've been looking for. I need you to set up our chamber. Um, and I kind of laughed and said, no, thank you. I'm too corporate to do that. But the more I thought about it, having been a small business advocate, served as the former Governor Thornburg's policy chairman for small business and on a couple business development corporation boards as chair, it really made sense because it would provide an opportunity to get paid for what I love most, which is working with small businesses. But the the whole fascination was starting an organization from scratch. So that's how I got involved. Um, left the CAT school. I was in training, left the CAT school on a Friday in October 1998, came and opened the chamber. Fortunately, I had 28 members. Uh, I thought it was a lot more. But I'm very grateful, Joyce, to people like yourself that as I was building the chamber, a lot of majority companies saw the value in what we're doing because small business is small business. So we grew the organization from 28 members to now we're almost at 600 members seven years later. We have tremendous corporate support here in western Pennsylvania, and I can't forget our valuable sponsors and supporters like yourself, Joyce, that really have helped to move the organization forward. We advocate for small business owners to get business with majority companies. So the large companies, we ask them to look to us as their conduit to take their information and needs that they have and then we get it out to the small business community and help them not only obtain contracts but to hire people from their ne- their neighborhoods and to grow our local economy and help support our region. Well, Doris, that is so kind of you to thank your sponsors. And, of course, anyone listening to the show, if you aren't a sponsor, you're missing out. This is where it's at. This group is making it happen. This organization is really, as you can see on the move, if you're listening, from 28 to 700, Doris, you it, It's up. going well. You made that happen, and you are just such an asset to this whole community and the United States. And with that, Doris, we have our first question from a listener right in Pennsylvania. Okay. Saying, uh, dear, 
This is an email question. Dear Miss Williams, my hat is off to you for the work you have done, but more importantly, I commend you for your civil rights effort. I wasn't aware until I saw and read the press release that you also are working to help people with disabilities, and as a parent, I just want to say thank you. I wish more groups were doing this. We appreciate your leadership. May I ask why? Sign Sandy. Oh, that, that was nice of Sandy. But let, let me say this. People with disabilities are no different than those of us, and all of us have disabilities, incidentally. Some are more pronounced. Those with pronounced disabilities, in my opinion, deserve the same opportunities as those of us that assume we are fine. And notice I said assume we are fine. Um, how could you not, when you have to stop and think, you know, but for the grace of God, it could be you. Many people that I have met, um, both through your organization, Joyce, as well as without, are very bright, they're very intelligent, but more importantly, the only thing they're looking for is an opportunity. I have found and learned through a corporation where I'm on their board of directors that has hired numerous uh, people with disabilities. They don't have a problem with them coming to work on time. They don't have a problem with them coming to work. They do their due diligence. They're very productive on the job, and they're just nice people to be around. Um, hats off to you for the big celebration, Joyce, that you do in the summer where you have the outing for people with disabilities. It's just heartwarming and fun because here all these people and everybody's the same. Nobody knows any different unless you look down or you look around. Somebody might be in a wheelchair. Someone might have a brace. Um, but so what? We all talked about the same things. We laughed and we shared and had fellowship with each other. And I think if people would just stand back for a moment and just think about an opportunity that they could provide to someone. It doesn't have to be your chief executive officer, but there are many different positions within companies that people with disabilities are eager to fill. They have the skills. They have the talent and the intellect. They may, may, they may need a little bit extra room at their desk, or they may need some assistance to get to their desk. But other than that, they can compete on the open market, and in many ways, they excel. Well, you know, you can all, anyone listening to the show, you can see why we all know that Doris is a great civil rights leader and a friend to all people of ability, no matter who that would be. And Doris, when you were saying how, you know, the, this group grew, now that was from when you started till today? Uh, October 1998. Until today. Yes. Up to 700. Wow, that is phenomenal. And what is the mission, Doris? What the mission of our organization is to promote access, continuously provide access and opportunity for African-American business owners and professionals. And I say that because that is our, our primary mission. When I look at our membership and the diversity in our membership, 28% of our members are actually white. We have another 18% that are Asian, uh, Latino, and Hispanic. 
the rest are African-American business owners. And as I mentioned before, we have over 48 corporations that support the organization. So when I talk about now promoting and providing access and opportunity, I'm talking about all those small business owners, regardless of what they look like. It's a small business owner that is trying to grow their business, move to the next level, and hopefully provide opportunities for people within their neighborhoods and regions to help us get better at what we do. And, Doris, what is the website? It's www.aaccwp.com. And a question, another question from Pennsylvania is, Ms. Williams, I think it is so important what you're doing at the African American Chamber of Commerce. My question for you is, what do you do to raise funds, or how do people contribute to your mission? People, we have an information email where people can just um, sign on to our website or sign on to information at aaccwp.com, and it gives you an application. There are different levels of membership, and we're a full-service chamber of commerce. So we're providing things like health care benefits, discounted payroll services, any type of business tools that they can buy on the open market, we offer on a discounted basis because we're in a pool of 26,000 chamber execs and members. So, so we're providing business tools and access for them. If people would like to, they can email us. They can go on our website, and on our website you'll find our email address as well. We put lots of pictures out there so you can um, see who participates with us. might even see yourself if you look hard enough. Um, but, you know, we just try and make it rounded for our region because networking opportunities are what small business owners lack the most. They're so busy running their business, they oftentimes are the marketing rep, the financial officer. You know, they're doing everything. We provide a network for them with our mixers, we call them members mixers that we do in the evening, where we get a corporation or an organization to sponsor us and have us there for two hours where people come, exchange business cards, and just talk shop. And then once a month from September until June, we bring in the head of an, a corporation to talk about how to advance procurement for members. So our website tells a lot of stories. There's over... 60 different photographs of events. There's about 40 different drop-downs where people can actually click on, find out about our programs, our membership. If you're looking for a small business owner to do some work, you can type in the category, and all the members in that category will come up. So we're trying to make it, we try to make it as user-friendly as possible, but provide people with a way to identify small business owners. And before I go to break, I just want to mention to anyone listening, and you are listening to Doris Carson-Williams, my guest, the CEO and President of the African-American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania, the largest employer, Allegheny County, is a small business, not a large business. That's why this is so important. And with that, we're going to go to break for a minute. We'll be right back with our guest, Doris Carson-Williams. You're listening to Joyce Bender. The Voice, America's Voice, on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. 
informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome back, and we're talking to Doris Carson Williams, the President and CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania. And Doris, before we went to break, when you were talking about how the Chamber has gone from 28 to 700 members. Well, you know what, Joyce, and I heard you say that. It's not quite 700. That number makes up our corporate sponsors. Okay. Well, it's 700, including your... But it still, it still has been a very gratifying experience to know that small business owners find value in being part of an organized body. Well, I have been to some of these events. And I know this, how large some of them are, and they're all so informative and so very well done. What I wanted to know so that other people listening to the show who work with different civil rights organizations but have not been able to even get above 30 or 40 people to attend anything ever, what do you attribute to your success? What do you think it is? I, I believe it's staying true to your mission. Mm-hmm. When I agreed to accept this position, one of the things that, I did first was span my globe of who is there to support me. 
and actually start writing down on a sheet of paper all the people that I thought would be supportive of the organization and galvanize their support in addition to what we were doing internally with the help of the board of directors. When, when people have difficulty building an organization, sometimes it occurs because they're not true to their mission. They try to be all things to all people. As a Chamber of Commerce, we have found that staying true to the mission means we provide access for members, we support our members, and we look for our members to support us. We do business referrals, and we do those for our members. But you all work and no play oftentimes um, will produce dull results, if you will. So we try and put a little entertainment and fun in our activities. This month, um, we're having an ice skating party. Mm-hmm. And we do that so that people, our members can come out, bring their families, and for two hours, we just have fun together. People tend to do business with people that they know. Small business owners tend to like to be around each other as well. We teach them how to build relationships, and out of those relationships, then you go and ask for the order. It's difficult to get business from someone that you meet on Monday and Wednesday you're asking for the order. It always helps when you can establish a relationship. You find out you both either have children or you share same musical interests with one another, but some common ground that binds you together and people buy from trust. I learned that from working in marketing. If a product is available from 50 different suppliers and they buy from they buy it from you, it's because of you. So building a relationship is critical for small business owners to grow. And um, as you well know, Joyce, in the fall we did a survey of our membership, and one of the things that they told us that they have benefited from being part of an organized body because they've been able to gain contracts and do business as a result of being chamber members. No, that is excellent. Now, in the United States, George, how many African-American chambers of commerce commerce are they, and how are they affiliated with the local chamber in the city? Well, around the country, there are about 85 chambers of commerce, African-American chambers of commerce. We have a national office in Washington. Harry Alford is the national president of the organization and really does an outstanding job on export-import business. So, for example, two years ago we went to England and met with a group. There were about ten of the chamber CEOs. We met with a group on establishing a chamber in London. We went on to Ghana to talk about doing import and export business with them as they get ready for their 50th anniversary of being a free country. So the national office plays a critical role for us as a resource center. In Pennsylvania, because of the size of our state, we actually have three chambers of commerce. So there's one on the East Coast that services Philadelphia, Delaware, and New Jersey. There's an African-American Chamber of Commerce in central Pennsylvania, so that takes care of Harrisburg and on up to Montgomery County, places like that. And then our chamber, which is western Pennsylvania, goes from Cambria County up to Erie, over to the Ohio border, and down to West Virginia. Well, I just want to mention uh, before we go any further that 
Um, I really admire the Chamber of Commerce here in our city very much. I really think they do a lot of good things, but I have to point out that our small company has been here for a long time. Uh, Bender Consulting Services, which as my listeners know, I employ people with disabilities. I am a woman with epilepsy and a hearing loss. And although we are headquartered in Pittsburgh, we're in 13 states mm-hmm. and two provinces of Canada. But I do want to point out that of all the groups just mentioned, it is Doris who had me speak at the African-American Chamber of Commerce. And I must say the reception of the members was outstanding. So that's just one small example of how Doris has become a leader and really stepped out and done something. And I just want all of my listeners to know that because that has impressed me so much. And, Doris, you know very well, because we've talked about it, that the largest group unemployed in the United States is minorities with disabilities. That's right. That is the number one group unemployed. That is at the top of the list, and yet this is not widely discussed. You are one of the few leaders in Pittsburgh who actually has worked with me, you know, in this area. Do you have any suggestions of what we could do more nationally or what we could do to bring more attention to that? Well, Joyce, if we could clone you and have about six of you, you could do a, a much greater market penetration faster. But to your credit, I really have to say this, and I mean it sincerely, stay true to your mission because what you're doing, the word is getting out. People are very much aware that this is an issue. I would like to see it come up on the floor of, of Congress about corporations as they boast about their profits or successes within their companies, let's put a benchmark in there for them to measure how well they are at hiring people with disabilities Mm -hmm. because they deserve an opportunity. Most of them want to live independently. They don't want to be taken care of, and they don't want a handout. They are ready, willing, and able, and I think, Joyce, if there's a way to get this on the floors of Congress and have it um, for a public hearing, you find that you get a lot of support from people. Our chamber, and I, I just want to go back and address one issue that you mentioned, we were very fortunate in starting due to the, the contributions of Tom Usher, the chairman of U.S. Steel, and the head of the Greater Pittsburgh Chamber of Commerce here in Western Pennsylvania. Tom Usher agreed to engage the corporate community because I believe that corporations should support this chamber. This is not a foundation, you know, make a contribution to us effort. The Greater Pittsburgh Chamber gave us space for a year so that we could get ourselves established. And while that was taking place, I was busy trying to grow the membership base while Tom Usher was putting the challenge out to the corporate CEO saying, this is an organization I believe you should support. Fortunately, all the forces came together at the same time, and um, (laughs) I I don't want to make it sound like a quantum leap, but the rest is history. We have been able to move forward continuously since then. That is part of why we say our mission is to continuously promote access and opportunity. We've started a business institute because we found out through a research study that a 
major investment firm did in 2000 that the four areas that minority business owners were deficient was in legal, finance and accounting, marketing, and information technology. So we built a business institute around those four areas to help members to compete in the global marketplace and really to grow their business to the next level. Continuous learning makes the difference for all of us, Joyce. I mean, we all do what we do. We like to think we do it well, but every once in a while you have to go to the well and replenish yourself. So continuous education is part of what we do through a lecture series that we offer. Then we have the actual classroom peer one-on-one reviews that are done with some of our small business owners. But the general public gets to take advantage of the lectures. We're doing a workshop um, upcoming for small business owners that fall in the Commonwealth technology zones on how to use Microsoft Office. In today's environment, if you are not computer literate, a small business owner gets left behind. You just cannot compete. So we're trying to help make them stronger and better. So um, I joke and say in many ways we're like BASF. We don't make the product. We try and make it better. We don't start the small business owners. We just try and help them get better as they move along. And you are doing that. And we're going to go to break for a minute. We'll be right back. You're listening to my guest, Doris Carson Williams, President and CEO of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania and friend to all people of ability. This is America's Voice. You're listening to voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. You want the truth? Face the facts. This is VoiceAmerica.com. Depend on it. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to the Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a reported 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions on psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognizing your own psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. That's the Jackie Marie Show, broadcast every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern, on voiceamerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling, whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. I know her name. Joe, and we have, as our guest today... Doris Carson-Williams, President and CEO of the African-American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania. As I said, a friend to all people of ability. And I think we have a caller on the line. Go ahead. Hi, this is Carmen Jones calling from Arlington, Virginia. How are you, Joyce? Hey, Carmen, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. It is an honor to hear from you, Carmen. Another national, well-known civil rights leader. Well, thank you thank for you. calling in. Thank you, Joyce. I was just calling to commend Doris for the work that she's done in, as a person of color who also has a disability. Um, Doris, I, I get excited when I see someone who can uh, connect with uh, the disability movement. And, and for many people of color, that's not something that's an easy um bridge to cross, and so I just want to commend you for your work and your leadership. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, people like Joyce helped to make it easy, but but I need to share with you, um, there are companies out there that have a track record, and Joyce and I are going to talk about that in a minute. I think it's it's a question of getting one in the door and having a positive effect on a corporation, and that opens the door for others. It's just like uh, the, the 60s and the civil rights movement for African Americans. Right. So you get you get one person in the door, and if they have a positive experience, they're more inclined to hire someone else. And well, I think people with disabilities deserve that opportunity. Well, we thank you, and I, on behalf of, of minorities of color, I thank you as well. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks, Joyce. Carmen, Carmen, thank you for calling in. And Carmen Jones also has been on this show. If you go to voiceamerica.com, you can hear her, but she'll be on again in a couple months. Carmen, have a great weekend, and thank you for the work you're doing. 
Thank you, Joyce. You take care. All righty. Well, that is quite a compliment. That was nice of her. That is quite a compliment coming from Carmen Jones, who speaks nationally and really has been connected with uh, D.C. and Congress and everything that's going on. So that is quite a compliment uh, to you, Doris. And as you mentioned about different corporations, you're right. I know you are on several corporate and nonprofit boards in the community, and you are seen as a leader in the community uh, do you want to talk about some of those companies? That's a bad title to carry. I, I, I would like to mention one company in particular, Joyce, and that's Highmark, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is a health care provider here and in, in, uh, insurance carrier here in um, Pennsylvania. Under the leadership of, of Ken Maloney, their president, I think Highmark is, is number one for hiring people with disabilities. And, and to their credit, they too recognize as a human interest, even though they are in the insurance business, the value of giving people opportunities. It is also a company that understands how to advance procurement for minorities and people with disabilities as well. So kudos to them, and, and I don't mean for it to sound self-serving, but they've done a good job at what they do. They have. As a matter of fact, if it excuse me, weren't for Highmark, there wouldn't be a Bender Consulting Services because way, way back, Bill Lowry was the CEO, first person to stand behind me, give me a chance, then John Browse, and now, as you mentioned, Ken Milani has just really Absolutely. carried that on. And, that, and you know what? What you just said is very important because as the leadership of the organization changed, the commitment to hiring minorities didn't. And through their staff efforts of people like Ty Alexander and Tammy McNaughton, I think they're to be commended for what they do, and it's a continuous process. It is. And I will also mention that this recent uh, Thursday night, the Pittsburgh Technology Council named CIOs of the Year. Yes. And Tom Tabor was named CIO of the Year at Highmark. Oh, was he? Good for him. And he, very prestigious award, and Tom Tabor was one of the first people to ever uh, back me up in employing people with disabilities. So I, uh, special congratulations to him also. You know, Doris, has there ever been any type of initiative that you know of to get more people of color represented on corporate for-profit boards? Um, Yes, as a matter of fact, that was one of the initiatives that, Tom Usher and George Miles embarked upon, and George Miles is the president of WQED Public Television. The two of them um, co-chaired a panel that was designed to take not only our membership directory, but the Urban League's black leadership directory that they had produced at that time. They took that directory and actually went through to identify people that could be on corporate boards, and commissions. Where the initiative landed, I'm not sure what the total numbers were, but I know that the effort was fruitful for them. But it's not ongoing right now. Oh, it's always ongoing, yes. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know what the numbers are. Well, I'll tell you what. That is an important initiative because I was thinking about this the other day. Now, you hear Doris speaking. You hear her commitment. 
She is on the board of Highmark, as she mentioned, and several other organizations. But, see, when you have someone like Doris, a leader in the country, on a board saying, hey, it's important, it's in, these things in diversity are important, or it's important to hire people with disabilities, it's important to remember that minorities with significant disabilities have the highest unemployment. What are we going to do about it? Imagine if you had people of color or people with disabilities on these other for-profit boards. Sure. It would make a difference. And there are a number of corporations I'm learning in our region, Joyce, that do have uh, one or two on, on their board. We'd like to see the numbers grow nationally. Yes. Yes, we would because that power coming from the board, well, that's where it's coming from. Well, and, and they can make a difference and make it filter down throughout a company as well. That's right, because just as you mentioned with the past CEOs of uh, Highmark, the commitment has always been from the top. Yeah. Fortunately, this company has been so great, as you mentioned, Ty, Tom Tabor, but, you know, even other people, Nan Turk, Darren Machoice, Kathy sure. Rice, um, all of these people, Byron Falchetti, you know, have all been uh, big champions of bringing on more people with disabilities. And the Business Leadership Network does a lot to support that as well, Joyce, and you're a part of that too. Yes, and, and uh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because Highmark was also the sponsor of the National Business Leadership Network in Pittsburgh just this past year that uh, really has helped a lot. Oh, good. But, well, Doris, you know, people with significant disabilities are seeking em employment and really, as you said before, an opportunity. Sure. It's just an opportunity. What do you think the problem is? We have, you mentioned Dick Thornburg before, and when he spoke on October 19th at the New York Law School, he mentioned how what the sobering news is, is that the employment of people with disabilities has actually gone backwards from the year 2001. Not only is it not improving, it has gone backwards. And That's disappointing to hear. Yes, it is disappointing. Only 35% of Americans with significant disabilities who want to work are actually working. And in colleges, 2% of non-disabled, 2 to 3% are able to, you know, that's, that's all it is, that can't gain employment. But for the, the numbers for um, students with significant disabilities is astronomical who are not gaining employment. Sure. So my question to you is, what do you think the problem is in corporate America? I mean, do you think it's that companies, when they see people with disabilities, they just see them as being inferior or not as productive? You know, what do you think it is? I don't think it, they, they see them as being inferior. I think it is a cultural issue for us that we have always raised the jaundice eye if things don't look perfect. And to see someone with a disability suggests that something is not exactly like the person viewing them. And corporate America is just made up of individual people, and many of whom share that belief. But there's always exceptions because, as you well know, if you go inside corporations, many of them have loved ones, relatives, sisters, spouses that have disabilities. Many years ago, before technology advanced, they were in homes. People tucked them away. You don't have to tuck them away now. It's nothing to be ashamed of. 
It just means that you have an impediment. But it doesn't stop one's ability to learn and to grow. So through the advancements that we've made in helping people with disabilities to advance and live normal lives and be productive citizens in society, productivity then has to be tied to their ability to seek gainful employment. And that's where the corporations come in. Yes, that is where they come in. One good point that you made there uh, that I wanted to stress is when Doris was saying, you know, we have a tendency when we think of a corporation to think of a thing. You know, we think of that thing, that company. But really when you get right down to it, whether whether it's prejudicial or whether it's open, whether it's ultra-conservative or progressive, it's a group of different people working there. And everyone has their own opinion. So if you can get to that person, the right person, the champion, that's how you can make it. That's right. And, and that's really what makes the difference. Well, Doris, you have a lot going on here with the African American Chamber of Commerce. Uh, what is your number one goal this year? What do you hope to achieve? At our business luncheon in December, Tom Usher, who uh, recently retired as chair of U United States Steel Corporation, um, turned the baton over to Murray Gerber, the um, chairman, president, and CEO of Equitable Resources, a uh, major utility company here in this region. Murray set the challenge out for corporations that we will be working over the next three years to double corporation spend. How much the top 25 corporations in this region spend with women and minority business. Wow. So that's what I'm going to be focused on. Oh. Getting corporations to uh, increase their uh, procurement, but we're setting benchmarks. We're first going in looking at where are they, and we started that. So I've, I've been engaged in that since the beginning of the year. Then we want to move to how do we help you grow your numbers? Well, you know what? Oh, uh, hopefully it'll be productive. Well, you mentioned Murray, King of the Mardi Gras this year. There's another great leader. But we're going to go to break for a minute, and then we'll be right back to close the show and talk to our friend and champion, Doris Carson-Williams. This is Joyce Bender, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Connecting your world. The Internet's number one talk and information station. VoiceAmerica.com At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., 
and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back. And if you just tuned in, we've been talking to Doris Carson-Williams, President and CEO of the African-American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania. She is a person who has really just came forward and tried to help me so much in helping people with disabilities and really has helped me make a difference and just we're so honored to have her on the show. And Doris, uh, with the African American Chamber of Commerce and your leadership, what legacy do you hope to leave there? Um, the, the only legacy I want to leave, uh, really, Joyce, it's not important, and I learned this from a, from a political mentor, uh, Mrs. Elsie Hillman, and she used to say, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have or where you spoke or how many radio shows you did, but what does matter is that you know the value of please and thank you. For me here at the chamber, the legacy is that we were able to help small business grow to the next level that we help them expand their network of executives they could work with and hire people from their communities. That That's really what's important. Well, that is something that you are all about, that please and thank you, because you are such a dignified class act, but also a very caring person. So I think that people will just remember that you also took this chamber to the level that is at, uh, I mean, I just am always so impressed with what you're doing there. Well, it's working because of support we get from people like you, and I'm not trying to uh, ingratiate you, but it's true. Your stepping forward, Joyce, encourages other people who don't look like me to realize if I respect Joyce and Joyce thinks that's something worthwhile to do because she's doing the right thing, maybe I need to do that too. 
And that's what happens with corporations. It's what happens with all of us. Yeah. Yes, and if you're listening to the show today, Doris, as the CEO and President of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania, you're looking for a national spokesperson. This is the person. And I also want to say if you're in Western Pennsylvania and you aren't a member of this group, shame on you because you're losing out. Let me tell you, this is where it's at. This is where it's happening. And, and you know, Doris, I, I want to mention to you that so many young African-American people with disabilities, you know, have, I always call this double jeopardy if you're a male, triple jeopardy if you're a female, but are sometimes so disillusioned. Yeah. I'm wondering what advice you have for them if they're graduating from college and feel as if there's no hope, you know, doors are being closed, what advice do you have for them? Um, you, you, you always have to view the situation as your cup is half full. It's never half empty. So you're always working toward the prize, and the prize is fulfillment of your goal. And your goal is whatever you set out to do and accomplish it and do it with dignity, treat others with respect, but do it, to the, do it as best you can. Uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King used to always say, not everybody can be great, but everybody can serve. Mm -hmm. But that is how you are great. You're great through your service, and um, that's one of the things that I enjoy most, obviously. I like being of service. So it can't be about you. It's got to be about them and the we. Mm -hmm. And also remember, remember what Doris also said about how people have a hard time building relationships, and Doris, you're so right about that. Sometimes a lot of young people don't realize what other people have done in their life to get where they are today, but you know... It's not automatic. It's not automatic. And But if you are here or in a different city listening to the show, you know, Doris has told us, 85 African-American Chamber of Commerce is, you know, but in addition to that, if you're in western Pennsylvania, here she is right here. You know, if I would be a young person and I was trying, felt disillusioned, I know this is one group I join. I go to those meetings because, believe me, I have been there and said hi to, you know, Ken Milani or sure. Tom Usher. He's been our speaker. Yes, and these are CEOs. You know, she's had CEOs, executives, the prominent uh, government officials, but many business owners are there. And, and as I said earlier, 85% of the jobs are in the small business community. So if I would be listening to this show, that's one thing I would say to do, get involved. Oh, definitely. And, and by building your network, you strengthen yourself, you gain more confidence. The more you're around them, the more comfortable you become. And like I said, people tend to do business with people that they know. Absolutely. Yes, I remember years ago, that, and I mean like 30 years ago, I remember this sales manager had up on his wall a picture of a man. I've never forgotten this. And underneath the man's face it said, if I don't know you and I don't know who you are, why would I buy anything from you? Exactly. Hey, if they don't know you, they can't hire you. Well, that's um, true. Well, Doris, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? I, I just appreciate from you, Joyce, the opportunity 
to be a part of your show and to encourage corporations that are out there listening or someone that might be in the human resource department or affiliated with a formal network where hiring can occur, take the plunge. Hire someone with disabilities and watch how your organization flourishes. Your people will even improve in their attitude and disposition. It humbles individual because you become more grateful for what you have. Well, Joris, we couldn't have a better spokesperson than you. And if you're listening to this show and you're looking for a spokesperson at any national convention, you just heard her, Doris Carson Williams. Um, we are honored that you would be on our show. She is the CEO and president of the African American Chamber of Commerce of Western Pennsylvania. Doris, thank you, and we're all behind you. I wish you only the best this year. Well, thank you, Joyce, and thank you for having me. Well, we end every show, Doris, with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or CEO, someone who is working to really help people with disabilities or in the past in their life, someone who has fought the fought, fight for all people, someone who has fought for people disadvantaged, and, of course, that today would have to be Coretta Scott King, who passed away today and who, as I said, we all will miss her, and our prayers are with her family. And as she said, hate is too great a burden to bear. It injures the hater more than it injures the hated, said Coretta Scott King, and how true those words are. And with that, we're going to close the show. Doris, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you. And also, Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to yes, be we're excited. We're going to be rooting for you as we are going to the Super Bowl. And also, we want to remember, don't forget, Alan Fanica, number 66, who has become a national spokesperson for people with epilepsy. There he is on the front line. We'll see you next week. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, Voice America. Join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. We have an installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Talk Radio at VoiceAmerica.com. Here we go. Roethlisberger.